Today's Anxiety Slayer podcast is brought to you by New Beginnings, a pathway to heal your past, slay your anxiety, and reclaim your life. If you want to wake up each day feeling good about yourself, energized, happy, peaceful, this supportive course is for you. Join us on this deep journey of self-care to calm your anxiety and lift your spirits. And for a limited time, we have a special offering where you can save $30. Learn more at anxietyslayer.com. Welcome back to the Anxiety Slayer podcast. I'm Shan Vanderlake here with my wonderful friend and co-host Ananga Sivier. We come together weekly from Kent and Leelanau to share Anxiety Slayer sessions with you and answer listener questions from our inbox and Facebook page. Together, we enjoy sharing a powerful collection of techniques to reduce anxiety. Hello, Ananga. Hey, Shen. Always a pleasure to be with you again for another episode of Anxiety Slayer. Today, we're responding to a question we received about anxiety at work and the concern that anxiety might cost someone their job. This is where anxiety really can eat into our daily lives. And I think when it comes down to a commitment, like work, something that's you know intertwined with our livelihood, our very existence, then anxiety can really start to erode our confidence and take over our mind. And the anxious mind has a negative bias, which tends to look for all the things that might go wrong, from the tasks we struggle with to perhaps the commute in or not feeling confident in meetings or perhaps having an anxiety episode while presenting. All the worst possible case scenarios are what anxiety will bring up in our mind, right down to the worst outcome of potentially losing our job. And all of this makes anxiety so much worse. We start zooming in on all the ways we might mess up or imagining that conversation where we might be told we've lost our job and anxiety really escalates from that point. And this is where we need to do our very, very best to redirect our focus so that we can support our strengths while taking steps to calm anxiety. And this makes me think of a a quick story I'll tell from many, many years ago when I was working in a corporate position. I had a presentation to give, and I just wasn't feeling so great that day and did my best to prepare for it and had the presentation. And right in the middle of the presentation, I had a complete hot flash. I mean, I have no idea where it came from. Uh, apparently, the the stress and whatever that had been stored in my body just decided to come flooding out. And somehow, I kept it together. I just continued and finished and then grabbed my Kleenex or, or whatever I had and mopped myself up and carried on. And And the reason why I share that story is in my opinion, at that time, the worst thing happened, right? Mm-hmm. But it was still okay. And I didn't draw a lot of attention to it. I'm certain that the people in the front could see what was going on. But I just did my best to stay with my train of thought, stay with the presentation, finish up, and then take care of myself. I was running my wrists under cold water, cleaning myself up, <laughs> and then coming back out into the group a little bit more poised and feeling a little bit better. So it wasn't easy. I won't say that it was easy, but we do the best we can with what we've got and and taking care of myself and moving forward was my best choice at the time, you know, versus like running out the door with my hair on fire, right? Yeah. 
I think also, you know, when somebody observing a presentation notices somebody else looking hot or stressed, they're just glad it's not them. Yeah, right? It's not that these things don't happen. Of course, they they can, but mostly it's the stuff that we create. It's the it's focusing on things that haven't happened that chances are not going to go wrong. So if you take the steps to really support yourself, you're going to be in so much better shape. Let's talk about what helps. The first thing that helps is to get specific. Anxiety likes to generalize. It will tell you everything's wrong. Anxiety has this magnetic capability of just like a load of iron filings with a big magnet. It will draw everything in. And when it does that, it's very hard to pick it apart and look at it more accurately. In reality, the mind will tell you everything's wrong. So what really helps is to get specific, get a piece of paper, draw a line down the middle, write on the left-hand side the things that you struggle with, the things that you find challenging, the things that maybe make you feel anxious, or the things that you feel are impacted by your anxiety, the areas where you feel you might need support, make a list of those. And then make a list on the other side of the page and write out what's right, the things you do well, and there will be things to put in that right-hand column although anxiety may tell you otherwise. Write down your strong points, your natural abilities, the good qualities you have, the things you excel at, and keep that paper with you and review it regularly so that you're reminded to strengthen the areas that challenge you and appreciate yourself for the areas where you excel and do make note that there will be areas where you excel. There are reasons why you have that job and why you still have that job. And they're the things that need to go in the right-hand column for some specific overview and also to, to bring some balance in that it isn't all terrible and it isn't all ruined by anxiety, but anxiety would have you believe so. I love that. Comparison and contrast is always incredibly helpful, especially when we're piling on. It's what I refer to when my, my everything is, oh, Look at that. I'm, I'm piling on. I'm going to mm-hmm. throw everything in that pile and I'm going to fret about all of it. Yeah. And the mind's so quick and so expert at doing it. And there needs to be a, a part of us, a friend to ourselves in our heads that says, stop. You're piling on. You're making it everything. It's not everything. And let's talk about some things that our listeners might not be thinking of. People who are in this position, who have jobs and want to keep them and are just really concerned about anxiety at work, start with your nutrition. Take a look at what it is you're putting in your body. Regular, good quality meals are what you need to keep your blood sugar steady. Yeah. When you're suffering from anxiety, if you grab some white bread and some black coffee first thing in the morning, it's going to give you a boost and then you're going to crash. Mm -hmm. And that really can increase anxiety. Caffeine is known to provoke anxiety. It can make us feel shaky trembly, elevated heart rate, it's not our friend. So always a good idea to look for alternatives to caffeinated drinks like red bush tea or a cereal coffee that you can find in health food stores, which I really enjoy cereal coffees. You can get roasted chicory or barley coffees. So experiment with alternatives. Also teas that can help calm anxiety like chamomile or pucker teas are very good, pucker love or pucker relaxed tea. And try and eat something in the morning that's going to keep you going for a while. Or if you are in a habit of black coffee and white bread, the black and white combo that can really take you down later in the day, at least know it and have a banana or some nuts or something with you that can help you 
steady out mid-morning and just work on gradually adjusting that to a breakfast that's going to sustain you more. Something like oatmeal with cinnamon. Cinnamon really helps steady out blood sugar. Something that's going to carry you more smoothly through to lunchtime. Right. And, and even switching out toast and from white bread to rye toast. Mm-hmm. You're just making little tweaks. Little tweaks that stop your blood sugar rising and falling so suddenly because it doesn't feel good. Mm-hmm. Also, getting good rest. You want to do all you can to relax and sleep well before work. A good day starts the night before, really. Getting to bed at a good time, bringing guided meditations into your practice, perhaps gentle yoga, breathing practices. Ananga and I both have lavender by our bedstands that we apply before sleep sometimes, or different uh, essential oils that, that you have that can help you get yourself calm and get to sleep. These are all nice practices to do before bed. Pick what calls you. Guided meditations are sometimes the very best to just strip the day away. Yeah, and that really is key. When you have anxiety about work, it can stick with you throughout the day. So you need to be able to transition to home time and evening time. And I've often told the story on the podcast about a policeman that had a particularly stressful job. He was a, a traffic officer and he would see accidents and fatalities and all kinds of heavy things during his day. And then he'd come home to his wife and little daughters, I think she was about seven years old daughter, and to transition over from what he'd had to deal with in the day to family time in the evening, he bridged that over into being a softer father and husband by using a guided meditation when he came home from work. And that story was the inspiration behind our transition to Calm Album, a collection of guided meditations to help you transition out from an upbeat state of working and dealing with stuff during the day to being able to transition over to feeling more calm and leaving the day behind you when you come home in the evening. So you can find those recordings on CD Baby. You just look for Anxiety Slayer. And it's really important to just be able to make that transition over to a more peaceful state of mind so that your work isn't staying with you late into the evening and coming up in your sleep. Right. Otherwise you feel the next day like your mind's like a blackboard that hasn't been properly erased. It's still got the writing on it. So we need to wipe that off. And one of the ways to do it is with guided relaxations. The other thing that I didn't mention that's important as well is if you have an opportunity after dinner, take in a walk, go outside, even if it's just a short one, get some fresh air. It's amazing how much better you'll feel and how much more you'll be able to clear your mind by moving, by being outdoors, by just taking in the area, enjoying your family or, or going on your own, whatever that might look like for you. It's also important to wake up early enough in the morning to have some time to relax and meditate or you do your gratitude practice before work. So many of us, myself included from, from my prior professional experience, keep pushing that alarm, that snooze button over and over and over. And we haul ourselves out of bed and we're in a hurry. We're hurrying to shower. We're hurrying to get dressed. We're hurrying, running around the house, looking for our things. We're grabbing the coffee, maybe the toast, <laughs> and flying out the door. And that just sets you up 
so poorly. It's not fair. It's like committing an act of violence against yourself. You need to wake up earlier so that you can have some time to ease into your day. Yeah, it really is. When you hit the snooze button, you go into a deeper, often weirder sleep. That's when people can have some really strange dreams. And instead of waking up feeling refreshed, you feel more tired. There's a a principle in hypnosis to take somebody into deeper relaxation. You help somebody settle into a trance and then you bring them out a bit and then you take them back. And each time they go deeper and deeper. So that happens also when we hit the snooze button. We drop down into a really deep sleep. And then you've got that adrenaline spike of the alarm going off again and you wake up and then you go in deeper. So it's a very strange experience that doesn't make us feel more rested. That explains what's been happening to my daughter for years. (laughs) (laughs) You just solved it, Ananga. (laughs) It's a horrible experience. You think, I'll just have five more minutes, but then, well, they're just not a good five minutes. So waking up earlier and allowing what you call Shan spaciousness to get things done and not not just starting at a rush, starting against the clock. It's awful. It's an awful start to the day and it brings so much more stress and adrenaline. So yeah, definitely something to avoid. And regarding time as as before you leave your office as well. Before you leave at the end of the day, get your ducks in a row. Get organized for the next day. Have a real good idea of what's going on. Have an idea of you know what what kind of space that you're going to need to be in, depending on what it is that you do. And then that'll be done. That'll be written or posted or what have you, so that that's not rattling around in your head as much, because you already know what's going to happen. The other thing that really helps, we always talk about this, is EFT tapping. EFT tapping can help you calm your anxiety and prepare for the day ahead. Tap through the left-hand column on your sheet of paper. Tap through the sticking points that you feel that you're feeling anxious about. And again, you can tap in the evening to clear any worries from the day and settle your mind into sleep. Very often we get questions asking us, okay, you talk about tapping, how do we do it? So here's one place you can really learn how to apply this. You can find guided morning and evening tapping sessions in our first responder course for stopping anxiety attacks. And you can find that course at anxietyslayer.teachable.com. There are guided sessions with me in that course to set you up for clearing anxieties, starting your day feeling calm and clear, having anxiety levels really low, feeling good about starting your day, and again, tapping down anxiety in the evening so you can get good, restful, anxiety-free sleep. Also in the course, you can find a guided SOS tapping session that can help you feel calm and in control of anxiety in just three minutes. And many anxiety sufferers have found that they can follow that quick practice during a restroom break and feel more comfortable and confident at work in that way. We mentioned, uh, I think last year, Shan, in a podcast that I went to a communications company in London a few years ago and taught the staff there EFT tapping. And many of the ladies in the office were encouraging each other if they felt stressed out to, to tap at their desk just for a couple of minutes. It can be a very quick thing. Others, if they were feeling more heightened anxiety, were taking a bathroom break and they just go and tap in the bathroom for two or three minutes. It's so effective and so easy to do. It's, it's really worth experiencing EFT tapping. It can be very surprising how quickly it brings your anxiety down once you know how to do it. And another simple technique that 
can help anxiety while you're at work is the calming point. And we've talked about the calming point many, many, many times. <laughs> but it is such a incredibly powerful exercise and, and you don't need anything to do it other than to be able to close your hand. So if you are looking at your left hand right now, make a fist and notice where your middle finger lands. And then take your right thumb and press into that space on your left hand quite firmly and start taking some nice deep breaths. And within three or four rounds of your breath, you will start to feel more calm and relaxed. This is a, a particular meridian point that does just that. It's called the calming point. This is something you can do with your hands under your desk. You can do it with your elbows on the, on the desk and nobody would know what you're doing, taking your breath. So it's a great way to calm down during calls or meetings or, or break time. This is helpful at work. It's helpful at school. It can be helpful anywhere to help you get back to center. Yeah, really effective. It has a direct calming effect on the heart. An elevated heart rate is one of the first things that we notice and react to when anxiety is building up. So really nice thing to be able to do. And as you said, Shan, resting your elbows on the desk, I hadn't, I hadn't thought of that. But as you said, it, I tried it and it's so easy mm -hmm. to just rest your elbows on the desk and then just bring your chin down, resting on top of your hand. It just looks how people often sit at a table. Nobody will know you're doing it. It's very simple. You can use it on a commute. You can use it on the way into work if you commute on public transport. Anytime that you feel your anxiety spiking, just press and hold that point and take some deep breaths. It's very, very effective. I just taught the calming point to a dental hygienist. We, we were talking about how, how many people get anxious before dental visits and... Mm. We had been talking about Anxiety Slayer beforehand, so that led me to, to show her what I was doing through my procedure, <laughs> because I was absolutely using the calming point. Yeah. And she was just like, oh, that's brilliant. I'm going to share that with my patients. And so hopefully she has. Yeah, it's great. That's definitely my go-to for dental visits. There are many things that can help calm general anxiety and anxiety in the workplace. We've just covered a few of them today. But the key is learning some of these practices and trying them. Don't let your mind show you the worst case scenario. Learn some anxiety slayer skills and practice them at every opportunity. They won't let you down. Introducing New Beginnings, daily steps for self-acceptance and peace of mind. Escape the trap of anxious thoughts and limiting beliefs that hold you back with this special journey of personal healing. This course includes supportive journaling prompts, guided EFT tapping sessions, and gentle yoga classes to calm your anxiety. Save $30 for a limited time at anxietyslayer.com.